Hey there, welcome to the Pretty Little Tribe podcast, a space to talk about all things life, fertility, parenthood, and everything in between. My name is Elizabeth. I am an international fertility coach, ICF certified life coach, birth and bereavement doula, and new parent educator. Join us as we support the tribe throughout their journey from conception to bringing your new baby home and everything along the way. See you in the episode. Welcome back to the Pretty Little Tribe. Today we are talking from from to Jamie from Glitter Enthusiast. Am I saying that right, Jamie? Yeah. Okay. Glitter Enthusiast. Yes. Who I've been such a big fan of for so long. And if you have not seen her work, please go check her out. We'll talk about where you can find her later. But yay, Jamie, I'm so happy to be talking to you. How are you? Oh. I'm good. I'm so happy to be talking to you. You've got like the rainbow vibes and the butterflies and so fresh face. And I just think what you do is amazing. And thank you for amplifying the voices of so many that, that feel lonely. So I, I think that it's just helpful on both ends. And I just love what you're about. Yeah. Thank you so much. Ditto. So Jamie is an incredible artist. Um, we will be having this podcast actually posted video on YouTube at some point as well. So you can see her beautiful background, but <laughs> until then, Jamie, tell us a little bit how you got into becoming an artist and now what you do specifically around art. And maybe you do more than what I just see. Of course, <laughs> I see such a small aspect of it through the fertility community. So I'm yep. sure there's more to it than I see. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, I've always been a creative person, always been an artist, um, definitely use creativity and art specifically to channel my emotions. Um, my parents said the drama is good for her drama. <laughs> I, I like that. Kind of channeling, putting my art into something when I'm feeling a certain way, I'll paint about it. And that's sort of A, my personal diary, but also my therapy. So, and and in addition to therapy, I'm very into, into therapy. Um, but yeah, so always, always use art that way. I graduated from Fashion Institute for college and I've been a buyer for years. I was a buyer at West Elm for a long time. And, um, and my full-time job, this is not my full-time job, is I am a buyer um, for a, a large retailer. So I buy and design their gifts and glassware. Um, so always, yeah, super fun, very creative um, and very fulfilling for me. It's all my interests in one. But when I was going through infertility specifically, so some background, my husband and I met in New York City, but we were both from here. We live right outside DC and we, um, and we went through over a little over three years of our, our fertility journey. Um, you know, we expected to come back to Maryland and have a baby in a second and life is perfect. And then the end, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, as we know, it doesn't really happen that way sometimes. And um, for us, we were that sometimes. Um, so we started going to Shady Girl Fertility and yada, yada, yada many IVF rounds, IUI. Well, I started with three IUIs, two IVF retrievals for- Did you have a diagnosis, Jamie? I never had a diagnosis. Okay. Which is like torturous. <laughs> yeah, I know. I always say it's actually 
It's actually a good thing to not have something wrong, but at the same time, when you're going through it, you wish you did so that you would have an answer and you could just quote unquote fix it, right? And then if we fixed it, then we could go on to get pregnant. So I know for any of you that are listening, I know it is so frustrating to not get that answer when you're hoping so much to get it. But at the same time, there is sometimes a silver lining to that, that, you know, it could be, could be good that you don't have something specifically going on. So, yeah. So yeah. you didn't have a diagnosis and you went through three rounds of IUI. Yeah. And thank you for saying that about, about the diagnosis about, and about control really. So for me as kind of a control freak, I, and many of us are those type A's that when we feel like we can't, we don't have control over the biggest thing in our life. Right. Yeah. How frustrating is that? And I was desperate to find control some way to make meaning out of what I was going through some way, something tangible, also in a way that makes me feel like myself and, you know, brings me back to lands where I was like, just not feeling, not feeling like myself. Um, so one day I grabbed, um, one of these pesky manicure needles that I had so many unopened ones laying around because they give you just like a bajillion of them. And you open the box, you're like, Oh my God, am I going to be using all of these? Mm -hmm. Not sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you, um, in my case, I didn't luckily, but um, I grabbed one one day and here's one I use. I grabbed one one day and I was like, hmm, what if I put alcohol in this? Or what if I put ink in this? What happens? And my process in art is I paint with various inks, very mixed media, a lot of times alcohol ink. And the challenge of it, it's on paper and it's hard to control and it's hard to maneuver and the inks never kind of go the way you want it to. So the, the, the practicing really makes you get into better control of the inks to make the art flow as you'd like it to. Does it sound like a metaphor? <laughs> so I was feeling the same way about painting as I was feeling during my infertility journey. And I was like, huh, what if I symbolically use this unused needle and and see if I can maneuver the inks would it help me will it not and when it when I did and when it started to flow or the ink started to flow around I loved what I was creating and I loved the meaning behind it and all of a sudden I was like huh I am really creating something beautiful and tangible out of something that has caused me so much pain and anxiety so it was um, a very meaningful moment for yeah. me and the rest is history. Awesome. So how long ago was that? It was about, um, <clears throat> it was about six years ago. Okay. And then how did your fertility journey end up? Yeah. So um, I started painting with IVF needles in early 2016. Um, I transferred my two embryos. I transferred two embryos <clears throat> in December of 2017 and yada, yada, yada. Those are my um, twin boys. They're three and a half years old awesome. and their names are Ethan and Bennett and they're just so fun. And you know, it always like now they help me paint. Now they watch me do this, you know, from a distance. We have a big gate, <laughs> Yeah. but, but it's so cool to show them you know, how badly they were wanted and how mommy came up with really creative ways to feed herself during the journey to them. So that's been really, it's just been really cool and special. It is so cool and so special. And 
such a gift. I always say for anybody who has this creative side of an outlet to, to be able to do speaking of creative and create. So one of the main things that I talk in my coaching, not only coaching the other coaches, but with the clients that are going through fertility is we're trying to create a human life. We're trying to create, right? So the homework that I give people literally every single day is create something, whether that's a recipe, whether that's art, whether that's creating movement in your body. Like I got, I have goosebumps right now and talking about that because we're running, the more that we create in our lives, the more we're showing that energy to the universe, to the world, to whatever that we are, we have the ability to create no matter what that is. Right. And I think part of that therapy, as you mentioned before, that does control our nervous system. That does bring us down to a different level. And again, opening ourselves to this ability of we're creating on such a bigger, more dynamic level than just on the paper or just in movement or just in food or whatever it is that you're creating, that it really is opening that to these spirit babies or whatever you want to refer to this soul that's looking for a home with you to say, okay, I'm going to somebody that's having fun and that's creating. And I know there's so much more to it than that because it sounds very simplified as I'm saying it. And that, and we do work through a lot of that in the coaching, but creativity is so, so key in creating a life and on your journey to conceiving. So I love kind of the intertwining of that in what you do. And also, how did you decide to bring this now to kind of the masses of this community of fertility? How did that start? I mean, you're doing it at home with your painting with your needles, which is so cool in and of itself. How did you decide or how did it evolve? Maybe you didn't decide, maybe it decided for you. Um, I think it decided for me, um, but I didn't stop it. It's too fun. <laughs> but um, yeah, so when I was going, when I was painting and talking to my therapist, who also went through a very similar journey to me 10 years oh, before, good. Good. it was helpful for me to find a therapist that kind of specialized in this, that 100%. got, yeah, had been through it. And like, I wish that there were awesome coaches like you at that time, because I, I so would have benefited. Um, but she, you know, I was looking through my Instagram. I was always telling her about my Instagram and I was always telling her about my Facebook and how I couldn't go on it. It was, they were these like, no, no places for me. Yeah. We thought you can shut off Facebook for a week. Maybe you can delete your account for a month and then see yeah. how you feel. No, like I get this creative energy from seeing the things that I want to see, but yeah. what's there trickled in with things that I just can't see right now. Yeah. So I created my own Instagram that, you know, wasn't my personal page and it was called Glitter Enthusiast, which meant this like fun, happy place that was just creative energy and connecting with awesome people. And that's the place that I looked up for all the I- IVF tips. There really weren't that many accounts then. It's yeah. amazing. Flourished. Yeah. So, um, so I started I started sharing my work and this is why I do it and connecting with women all around the world and men all around the world and individuals who come from all of these different places, have different interests, have different lifestyles with one goal of having a family that they want. Right. So I found this common ground with them and I, I kind of put a hold on my personal Instagram for just a second while I really immersed myself in the beauty that was 
all of these people finding creative ways to make themselves feel great and to get to that one goal. So that was really special for me. And then it just kind of evolved from there. People started sending me their um, unused IVF needles when they're like four months pregnant. So then they, in their nurseries, they'll, they have um, art used with their IVF needles. So that's oh, been a great. Yeah. So that's been a big Beautiful. thing, but also like bringing art into the fer fertility community and bringing fertility into the art community. So my goal is that, you know, we, we, you go to someone's house and you see a glitter enthusiast piece on the wall. Someone comes in, they talk about it and they explain the reasons behind it and the meaning behind the artwork. And of course, the artwork is great to appreciate on its own. It doesn't have to be looped in with the fertility world, but as an added bonus, you can learn. And then a person will say, oh, well, I went through four rounds of IVF. Well, I went through this, I went through that. And then there's a conversation that would not have been sparked otherwise thus normalizing the conversation for everyone and making everyone feel comforted and feel included. So in a, especially in a topic that can feel so isolating. Absolutely. It's all about this bigger picture of awareness, right? In whatever way that conversation can spark to mm -hmm. educate the next person, because as you said, they'll say, oh, my sister-in-law went through this, or my cousin's going through this, or I went through this, or what, whatever it may be. So is all of your art solely done with IVF needles still? All, yeah, all original art is created okay. using needles. Um, I, I use paint, I use brushes, I use all the things, but yeah. um, it's a constant that I'll always use an IVF needle in some portion of the artwork if it's the whole thing or if it's a, as a finishing piece for touches, but that's kind of my like personal signature touch. Yeah. Um, and then we create all of these things. We create, we have headbands, we have, totes we have lots of these are prints actually um they're they're not original pieces but we have a whole bunch of everything fun and happy and warm on our website glitterenthusiast.com I started this with my um my best friend Ashley who was my supporter person through my infertility journey and I wasn't so open about it at first till I busted out of that closet then I <laughs> Hey, hey world. Um, but Ashley was fully with me. Ashley's mom was told that she couldn't conceive and Ashley was her miracle baby. We all hear about those, awesome. right? Yeah. So, so Ashley felt comfortable, comfortable and excited about doing this with me. And she's creator herself doing this with me because it made what her mom went through validated mm -hmm. and it made her feel a, a part of this and um it's really just expanded since but also like you're in the you're in the waiting room at the IVF clinic and I actually went to my friend's retrieval recently at Shady oh. Grove uh -huh. I sat in the waiting room and I like have pep talks with people I don't know if they wanted them but I have <laughs> <laughs> and um I was just like looking around and there are so many people in there and everyone has their heads down. They're in there. They're staring at the wall. They're staring at their phone, yeah. whatever. And you know, it's, it's nice if someone's wearing a, a glitter enthusiast headband and then someone else nods at them. They have this common ground. They like, no, I got you girl. Right. So I think that it's, it's really important to keep fertility. Although my, my journey has come to a close in that, that piece of the journey, um, I have donated my embryo since, um, and it's been, you know, just, just keeping moving forward, keeping, 
talking about why I do my art and including the IVF piece is just so meaningful to me because I really think we're helping people and making a conversation that could be so yucky sometimes yeah. feeling something yeah. beautiful, approachable and something to gravitate to. Absolutely. Towards. So can people commission certain colors, certain things, you know, art pieces versus headbands or bags or whatever it is that you're doing? Yeah. Yeah. So we have um, a form on our website that is the commission form. Um, commissions are open again this fall. We've been- I feel like commissioned art is so fancy. Commissioned art is so fancy. Yeah. But so like <laughs> so cool and meaningful. And yes. um, I was in a commission meeting last night and she's like, I want this to look like this. And I was like, we already have that as a print. We want to look at it as a print. I was like, the salesman in me is like, you know, maybe it's not the best thing that we're not going to commission this, but also the, the passionate person that wants to make beautiful things for everyone's wall that's perfect for them. Part of me is like, yes, this, we already have this and this is easy. You can get now, yeah. um, but the commissions, I, I do have a full-time job. So I do it like not as often as we sell prints and everything, but I, I do commission work a lot. And I just put um, a couple pieces into Shady Grove Fertility as awesome. a commission. Yeah. So that was really, really cool. That is cool. When you mentioned that, I'm like, how can we be getting you in all these clinics around the world just as the, the you know, the art piece there that is so meaningful. I think it's so cool. Instead of seeing like the standard beach view or whatever boat, you know, picture that's on the wall or something, you know. I, I love kind of bringing everything full circle. And I think that would be really cool. So let's talk about that offline. Yeah. Um, how is it having twin three and a half year old boys? Oh, it's so fun. Um, it's really fun. It's busy. It's crazy. And it's, you know, everything I wanted. And, and did you, and did you transfer two embryos or did you have one that split? No, I transferred two embryos and they were like the lowest grade of the embryos. Oh, okay. We hear that, but we hear that embryos are like a beauty contest, right? It's just like on the outside. Um, but they were the the lowest grade ones that neither were going to work. And then they both worked. And I actually, we were on vacation and I had, I had so much anxiety about like seeing a heartbeat. I'd never seen a heartbeat before. That was like really a hard thing for me to even lay on a bed. Like it yeah. was just, I'm sure you hear that a lot, that it's, it's, I had it. We all, we've all had that. Yeah. It, it's just like the anticipation of you're preparing yourself for something that you can't prepare yourself for. Right. right? Yeah. So, so we were on vacation, in New York city over, over like Hanukkah Christmas. And, um, and I started bleeding really badly. Um, and I was like, maybe six weeks pregnant at this point. I, ju I just kind of found out. And I, I passed a clot and I was like, Oh no, it's happening again. <laughs> um, so we called a friend and we got through, like we, we got to an OB really early that the next morning. And I will never forget going in that cab ride thinking, yep, this you're you're going to get through this, Jamie, you're going to do it. Just trying to like instill something in me. I was on vacation, so I didn't even have my art with me, which sucked. Um, but I laid there and that's when we found out that they were twins. So 
that was like a very cool moment. But then right after I'm like, well, that's not going to last. Like they're not going to be, it's not going to be twins. Like I'll see it. I'll believe it when I see it kind of thing. So holding on to that. And I feel like as a mom, like I still am holding on to the other shoes going to drop. Like, I, I don't think you lose that so much. It gets easier. You grow around it, but it's hard to, it's hard to think that everything's perfect and it's always going to be perfect, but also perfect is bullshit. What is perfect, right? What is perfect? Life is so messy. Life is so weird. And we're all resilient badasses. So that's like how I try to go about life. Well, thank you for sharing that about the bleeding, because I get calls all the time from people that are newly pregnant that are bleeding. And, you know, our first thought is what your first thought was, is I'm losing this pregnancy. And I try to tell them that there are so many things that it can be actually. And, you know, we just automatically go to the worst case scenario. And Mm -hmm. as much as your mind is already going there, right, it's impossible for it not. It's like, take a second and think about there's so many things that are moving and grooving in your uterus and shifting and, you know, like stuff is going to happen and, you know, whatever. And ultimately we want to make sure that of course you get checked out as soon as you can. So you can have an answer of what that is. But also I think part of you mentioning that is educating people to, to kind of take a step back and be like, okay, there's a lot that can be going on. It's not, doesn't have to be this worst case scenario, if I'm going to lose this baby, like it can be other things first. Right. And I will say probably eight times out of 10, it isn't a miscarriage for, for the clients that I have. Um, and I think that when you're going through it, it helps to know that other, there are other reasons, there are other things that that could potentially be happening, but I know I've, I've been there. I've had bleeding where it was a miscarriage and I've had bleeding where it wasn't a miscarriage. So either way, it's not fun. <laughs> not um, fun. No, That's but like signs. Well, it's like the signs of like when you're pregnant, like the signs of pregnancy are also the signs of miscarriage are also the right. signs of period are also the signs of. Right. What just like uh, it's everybody is different. Everybody is different. Yes. And it's, there's no book like this is, right. you know, it could work this time and not work next time and, yeah. or work this time and your child turns out this way or turns out whatever it is. It's, yeah. this is, so. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that, that happy story on the fact that you were bleeding and now you have three and a half year old boys that are, I'm sure a handful. I have three boys as oh, I have three boys, one oh that's God. three and a half. Um, oh, and cool. yeah. And when, uh, two and a half, three and a half, and a five-year-old, um, and it is crazy town around here. So I can only imagine. I w- remember saying anytime the doctor would say, "Oh, like however many follicles you have," I'm like, "Please, Lord, do not let me have twins because I would not be capable of doing it." Like I just knew ahead of time, there's no yeah. way I could <laughs> I could do it. Yeah. So yeah. I every anytime somebody has multiples, I like bow down to you know, <laughs> God bless because I don't even know. Like it was hard enough for one, you know, I don't even, yeah. But oh my God. friends that have twins are always like, we didn't know any different. That was just, you know, it was normal for us. So it was fine. I'm like, not well, fine. Me, about like children with different stages and different ages, like that feels so hard to me. Like that's so hard. Right. <laughs> it's also like, 
you, you take the hand that you're dealt and you, you know, you, you make beauty. So true. So how can people find Glitter Enthusiast? Okay. So we are on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook at Glitter Enthusiast. Um, it's hard to spell out, but Glitter Enthusiast. Also which, my name. Yeah. My which name the is- name itself, it does make you happy. Like, I don't know what it is about glitter and an enthusiast. When I first saw you, I don't know how long ago, but I was like, oh, this is fun. Um, but then when I just introed you, I was like, wait, am I actually saying it right? It's because I'm so used to saying it in my head and reading it that I was like, I don't know, maybe maybe that's not what it is. It but yes, fun. glitter enthusiast. Yeah, glitter enthusiast. And my name's Jamie Kushner Bleacher, if, if that is any easier. <laughs> um, <laughs> And we are on, we have a line on Redbubble and we do a lot with Oliver Gall, which is a, a huge art dealer out of Miami. Um, cool. from two sisters. So we have, we're in retailers, a lot of different places online. Um, kind of find us, we find us a lot of places. <laughs> yeah. And do you do anything with embryo pictures and stuff as well? Or I feel yeah, like I so remember seeing something. A little bit, a little okay. bit. It's, I don't have as much time to do that, but I do try to, well, in a larger commission, I might put in their embryo in the corner somewhere, hide it somewhere okay. in the arms. Um, so it's kind of like a, we, we know. Yeah. It's like a, a where's Waldo in the. A where's, Waldo, <laughs> I was just, where's Waldo's secret code. Yeah. Um, but I think this fall winter, I will be releasing like 50 um, five by seven embryo paintings that minis that you'll just like sign up for, um, until they're sold out and I'll just work on those over Christmas, I think. Cool. And are, are all the commission ones, what are they on? Are they acrylic? I feel like I saw or. Yeah. So they are, well, I have one. They're so gorgeous by the way, again, for anybody who, oh my gosh, beautiful. So it's on a synthetic paper. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and it is inks on, on paper. So, um, commission ones definitely get framed and I love working with Framebridge to do the framing. I think they do an awesome job. And, um, yeah, I mean, the, the point is to get something special and meaningful of your journey or your friend's journey as a comforting gift, as a gift to yourself, as someone who's not involved with the fertility community at all and is an advocate and doesn't know how to support someone. These are things that we try to teach and support and we give a portion of all proceeds back to Resolve um, and and other various fertility organizations. Awesome. What I love about it is a lot of, you'll see in the community, a lot of people will have special socks that they wear on the day or the headband or whatever it may be, but with the art, especially it lives on, you know, way past your fertility journey, right? Because at the end of the day, you're like, okay, what am I going to do with these pairs of socks that says I've, I've got this on it or something as much as I love them. And I think they're so cute versus yeah. a, an art piece that is very unassuming and kind of in your face about what it actually is rather than just a beautiful um, statement in your home. So I think it's, it's almost like a secret language of the story behind the, the, the image in your home, which is so gorgeous. And we, we call it a trophy of your experience. That's, that's I love kind of- that. I love that. And as you say that too, it's almost, 
like gifting yourself. Some people have the push gifts, or I always say I had a C-section. So my extraction gifts, <laughs> as I call them. Um, but this is almost like gifting yourself this something about your experience that again is so unusual to anything else that anybody can go on to do i feel like in their their life experience which is why i always say in coaching it you're never prepared for what it's like to say okay i'm going to be injecting my body with all of these things and expecting my my body <laughs> to respond to it and the beautiful thing is most people do respond to it and the, the fact that your body, again, is able to create in such a way that it can do magical things is so incredible. And bringing this aspect of art to remember that I think is, is so cool. So thank you for being here, Jamie. I really thank appreciate you. you taking the time and sharing your experience and your story with everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you for all you do. And I'm really, really excited about this. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pretty Little Tribe podcast. Follow up on Instagram at the Pretty Little Tribe or at Elizabeth King underscore coaching for updates, resources, and a community to connect with. If you are looking for extra support and tools to guide you along your TTC and parenting journey, visit elizabethking.com. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast everywhere you're listening for a chance to receive a special gift. Visit elizabethking.com backslash pretty little tribe podcast for more information on how to enter. Any review counts. I just appreciate your honest feedback so I can provide you with the best support possible in your TTC and parenthood journey. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.